Hello, hello, and welcome. Before I get started, I haven't done a patron shout out in a little bit. The reason for that was because my patrons, my subscriptions had gotten like flooded because of a video that I did that went viral. And I had a bunch of people just subscribe to watch one video, but that settled down now. I'm gonna give a shout out to Yo, Donnie, Dave Baxter, Dom, Conspiracy Custodian, Esoteric Veritas, Bernadette, Wayne, Haley Scholl, Johnny Herrera, Stevie Hawkins, Brittany, Color Gypsy, Mr. S, Eric Stallman, Crystal Cole, Tanya Thompson, Fishstick789, Adam Centino, Teresa Beasley, Ozzy Martin, Do Not Conform To, Caitlin, Leha, Jody, Steven Luber, Onyx Roca, Lobito69, Latif, Thomas Watkins, Anna, thank you for upping your pledge, Matthew Lockett, Cointel Bros Media, Jared Hain, Matt Zafiro, Isis Tillis, Javier Carrion, Chandra Shell, thank you all for subbing to the Patreon. Really appreciate you. And for those that want to hear more of the show, Check it out, patreon.com slash the Juan on Juan podcast. I post multiple episodes per week on there, so you'll get more episodes per week. Also, Patreon exclusives, really members exclusives, because I also have members on YouTube, so shout out to everyone over there. And yeah, if you want to get more of the show, check it out. And thank you all so much. See you on the next one. Hello, and welcome to the Juan on Juan podcast. If you're enjoying the show, consider signing up for the Patreon. There you get ad-free content, early access, exclusive episodes, and monthly supporter hangouts. You can find it at patreon.com slash the Juan on Juan podcast. If you don't like the subscription-based models, there are other ways of supporting the show that are linked in the description. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy this episode. They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart? Available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Welcome to the One on One podcast with your host. Juan Ayala. Welcome back to another episode of the Juan Juan Podcast. I'm your host as always, Juan. Make sure to follow the little. <laughs> make sure to follow the show on social media at the Juan on Juan Podcast. 
on all social media platforms, tjojp.com. If you enjoyed the if you enjoyed the show and want to hear more of it, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash the one on one podcast. Follow the show on Rumble, all that. If you're listening to the RSS feed, make sure to leave a five star review, all that good stuff. Today we're gonna to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, something that I've always referred to, but I haven't ever done an actual episode on it. And I've actually had people hit me up and always ask me if I'm being serious or not about whenever I mentioned the reptilian overlords, but we're going to be talking about it today with, with none other than the reptilian himself, Tom Thompson from the strange Brew podcast. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? Yes. This is also, uh, you know, me, I did literally named my hip hop name after it. So it's also near and dear to my lizard heart. And, uh, <laughs> I think it should be an interesting conversation. Like we've covered it on strange Brew podcast in a kind of, like comedic way but i think it's better to break it down in a format where people will really understand uh where this really comes from because it's not just from david ike like <laughs> yeah no absolutely and it's a story that i mean even goes back to i did an episode a couple weeks ago on the serpent seed and the ser the serpent war right the, the seed wars and how cain could have come come from the serpent in the garden of eden so even in biblical times, and it goes back yeah. to, we're going to bring up some stuff from Mesopotamia, uh, the epic of, or the Aluma Elish, all these different things, Zacharias uh, Stitchin, Stitchin or Stitchin? Which one Sitchin. is it? Stitchin, right? supposedly, yeah. Yeah, so we talk about him. one so, of his books. So where do we start? Because as of, re actually, I know where to start. Let's let's pull up here this this article, because this is a topic that's kind of been hot in the mainstream media with this lady of that MF oh, ain't yeah. real. Okay. Okay. And I got a question. Someone at work has told me that she's missing. No, they identified her. They, she supposedly, so I've seen various things. Supposedly so have I. it was part of a hoax. She is a, so she was identified right a day ago. All of the, all of the news outlets, right? The mainstream media is putting it out. She's, been identified as a marketing executive. Supposedly she had gone on a cruise right after, and that's why she was quote unquote missing. But this is hot because she was talking about that MF -er ain't real and pointing towards the back of the, of the plane. I had a viral clip as well on Instagram and Facebook, uh, relating to this and how this could have been a ritual of some sorts. Right. But it's hot because people are saying, well, maybe she saw a reptilian, maybe she saw an entity right that yeah. is not real and i don't know about you tom but whenever i think of reptilians i think of aliens at the same time and aliens right now are also a hot topic in the media because people are talking about how the government is doing the psyop are aliens fake and gay like what's going <laughs> yeah. on and yeah. and the reptilian and alien stuff kind of go hand in hand some would even say that the alien greys are creations of the reptilians yeah, we, we just did a very big deep dive. Um, I should have shout out, but yes, I am Tomcat, a.k.a. The Raptilian. I go by many aliases of Strange Who Podcast. We do a dark comedy style into conspiracies, paranormal, and true crime. And we just covered the grays and did like a, like a whole in-depth conversation. So if eventually you want to go to that next, I'd be more than happy to really break that down with you. But this, the idea that we did a whole episode, a rant episode kind of thing about like, is it a government psyop? Is it real? Because as soon as the government starts coming out and telling us stuff, it's because they have a pre-planned 
um, thing in, in in motion, right? And the idea that that uh, we talked about that what's his name, the guy that's now breaking uh, the whistleblower that is now speaking out. And it's funny because I posted on one of my Instagrams of like the whole idea of like, oh yeah, they're openly talking about the alien stuff now, but they're giving us no evidence. We're just supposed to take the credibility of these whistleblowers from the government. But then we know that they create these psychological warfares to manipulate the public consciousness. And as soon as it's out in the mainstream media, you have to question it. You can't just be like, all right, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, my bad, bro. Can you plug your stuff where can, people can find you? I completely forgot. I spaced out. No, it's, yeah. no, it's all good. Yeah. That's like I said, strange brew podcast, strange brew dot podcast. And Instagram is the best place to find uh, place. Best place. I'm doing what you're doing now, to find us. Um, and uh, I'm on X now, Twitter. I just recently started actually paying attention to that. Um, that is strange brew cast. And then honestly, follow the YouTube. That'd be a great help. We're getting close to getting past a thousand. So I'd appreciate that. This is a uh, strange root podcast and you will find us. We do a lot of fun content. It's mostly a lot of just fun conversations and trying to make fun of really dark subjects because the world yeah. is dark. <laughs> yeah, right on. Yeah, no, definitely follow him on there. Subscribe. And dude, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that at least and usually when I stumble across my words, it takes a little bit. It's been a long week, right? It's a Friday yeah. today. And I'm yeah. like an old diesel. It takes a little bit to warm up. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa. And, and <laughs> right when we start a podcast, I mean, you and I have done plenty of episodes together. So it's like, Times. you know, you get used to it. Right. And we we yeah. just warm up. So I remember growing up, bro, mm -hmm. the right to talk about the alien stuff, because that's real big right now. I remember that aliens were a thing. They're like little green yeah. men, right? Now you have the 1947 and on. I've studied Crowley well. and I've talked about it on the podcast where they take they take the responsibility of the, them being the ones that they introduced these alien grades, right? The UF the modern UFO age grant says that was attributed to Crowley, right? Alistair Crowley. Mm. So Which is kind of crazy too. Which is crazy, but that, channeling. But but uh, Tom, that aside, that aside. Right, we're going to be talking about stuff that goes way deeper and further in history that you could kind of arguably say are sort of alien. So, back then, you know, 2000, 3000 years ago, whatever it is, that wasn't the government. That wasn't a government psyop talking about that and no, no, yeah. and Project Bluebeam. You know what I mean? So like people nowadays like they want to jump on that and I agree with you, bro. There isn't any evidence. But isn't that for everything, dude? I mean, a lot 100%. of the stuff that I talk about is homunculus. I mean, I don't have a picture of a homunculus. You have a <laughs> you big, have one you sitting have a on big, your shoulder. <laughs> you have a Bigfoot behind you, bro. You, there's yeah. no proof of Bigfoot except right yeah. the Patterson. Like there, it's very, footage. very weird footage. Exactly, it's never clear. You know what I mean? But how? And that's what there's an interesting this this. Well, I'll say this quickly because it's something that is very controversial. But people are keep seeing UFOs more and more and weird things like. And I've said this recently, and I've. I've talked to numerous people, okay, that have recently said that they keep seeing people walk by and nobody's there at the corner of their eye. I've been seeing it all the time at work. It's really strange. I talked to someone else I work with and I saw him think that someone was behind him. And I was like, what's up, bro? And he's like, I swear, like someone just walked behind me. And I was like, and someone else at work, three people at my work have said that. And then also I've talked to other people, podcasters that have also said the same thing. So recently David Icke was on out the Alex Jones show, which they never used to like see eye to eye. Cause Alex Jones, How is recent, physical, bro? like very recent, like two, three weeks ago. 
Um, really? And, I'm yeah, to and it was that. really good. I think you should check it out. And it was very interesting. And I, it's funny because I listened to it at work, like blaring it. It's like while I was working on parts. And uh, it's it's fascinating because I've always been a big fan of David Icke. Like I've been listening to his talks since I was 16, 17. I'm now reading his books. And I don't take it all as truth. I've never taken anything as truth. I'm, I question questions. Like I always will question everything, right? And he was talking about the 5g stuff. And essentially now that it's been on, it's connecting a bridge between different realities and for the lower vibration entities are allowed to actually come into our reality more easily and more, they're more accessible to actually get to this side. And that I just thought was interesting to add, considering how much this is being propped up and and pushed, but I do think you're correct, right? How often that we see this throughout history. Um, it is kind of fascinating because these people then interpret like even demons, I have like Christian friends and they, he's like, he's like, what you believe in as aliens, I see as demons, but I, and people have, I posted videos on the stranger podcast, TikTok, and they've gotten super viral of like Alex Collier talking about um, the reptilians and what they look like and all that stuff. And tons of people are like, they're demons, man. They're de interdimensional demons. And I'm like, what would come first? I always ask that question. What would come first? Would it be aliens, the idea of aliens or demons? It would be aliens because demons was only a word in a thing that they created out of what they saw, you know, or it felt I, or whatever. I agree. I agree with you on that. I, I get, I get exactly what you're talking about. And, but I mean, even the word alien is that would, you could say the same thing for that. All right. Like, yeah. There was no, there was never anything. It was something. And it's funny. You bring up the idea of, of seeing things in the, in your peripheral, because I had yeah. that happen to me today. Actually, I was, Weird. dude, I was in my truck. Take, I was moving the car seats around. And mind you, I have neighbors that I talk to and stuff like that. And we hang out. So for a second, I had my back towards the back, the outside of the door. And I was in trying to hook everything up. Mm -hmm. And I could have swore, dude, that my neighbor, right? I was like, oh, look, my neighbor is coming up to talk to me or whatever. I'm outside putting the car seat in. And then I turn around and it was there was nobody there, bro. Like, but I could have swore yeah. I saw something in the side of my, but I, I've had that happen before because I feel like when you research like things that I research, I've been told that they can open up portals, right? And things can sometimes peek their little heads in, right? If you will, like little gremlins. And I mean, it's like the shadows that you always see at the edge of a campfire where you can't really put your finger on it. Yeah. But you know, it's kind of there. And I'm a believer, bro, that we, right, talking about this, this 5G bridge. Well, I believe that we are, there are realities interlaid one on top of another. Like that, that's, that's my what I think belief. too. Yeah, I think so, that too. There's supposed to be 600 different dimensions, according mm -hmm. to some theorists, that correspond with Earth at the exact same time. 600. Imagine what exists beyond even that, right? And that's why I'm like, I joke about the flat Earth stuff on our show that, to be like, if it is possible by any way, it doesn't negate the fact that aliens can exist because people are so hardcore into that where I'm like, there's interdimensional levels of our reality. And I don't, and I'm always, I've told you this many times. I'm, I believe in, I think hollow earth is very possible, but I also think we probably live in a simulation. Like, I don't think this is real as we think it is. And the amount of mushrooms I do, I don't know what reality is anymore. And I, I told, I said this on my show recently is like, I did, I was sitting there tripping on a very high dose and I was trying to, cause fractals, you'll see like these translucent objects coming towards you and around you and their tribal patterns and stuff that you can't describe and i've tried to look through them and i swear i saw like faces of like like 
aliens type look and faces. I'm trying to stare through the fractals. And I was thinking about me when I used to use Ouija boards and I was like kind of into the occult stuff. And, and I, I was telling them like, you can't be in my surrounding anymore. I am like, cause I'm getting healthier and better and smarter and, and mushrooms have fixed my head in numerous ways. And I was staring through the fractals and I saw like faces and stuff. It's crazy. You're letting, I, you're letting them know who's the boss now, Tom. I'm the to. boss. You I'm the boss. You can't be around me. You can't be I around tried, me trying. <laughs> Even like we were doing a movie out back uh, last week and I was just like tripping hardcore. And like, it's so dark. I, I can see all these weird patterns and stuff like that, but I can't see like where my water bottle is because you can't see grass anymore. It's just like mm-hmm. all these like patterns. And... It's, a bo- it's, a, it's a blob. Yeah, it's wild. So... Okay, so the idea that something exists outside of our reality. Now, we can start diving a little bit deeper into this, into this mm-hmm. theory, this hypothesis, because the idea yeah. is now you have various camps, similar to how you have various. There's only forty-four thousand denominations of Christianity. There is the <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot people who think it's blood and bone. You have the Bigfoot people who think it's interdimensional. And you have the alien people who think it's real. You got the people who think it's fake and gay. Then you have the people who think that they're interdimensional. And the, right, so let's tackle it. Let, let's play game with all the ideas now. Yeah, yeah. I, we're probably going to be focusing on Dave. I got some David Ike stuff because obviously so he's like the the reptilian daddy, right? If you will, he's the yeah. one that really popularized it. So we might talk about him, but the idea that things exist either interdimensionally, right? Across from our dimension or, or in, in these in-between worlds, whatever it may be, or how some people have said they, they come from hollow earth, right? From mm-hmm. inside, they've already been here. Okay. They're already here or the idea that we evolved from these yeah. beings. Yeah, okay. that's what's cra- that's the whole thing with the grays too. Are we grays in the future? Like stuff like that. And it's like that's the idea is like supposed to be the negative there's the we'll get into it, but that there's the ones from Dracus O'Connor's in Orion's belt and they're like a warrior breed of the hierarchy and the structure of like royalty within our world. And then you have ones that are in, supposed to be hollow earth that are actually kind of more nice. They don't necessarily like us, but they don't want us on this planet, but they kind of have to deal with it and uh they've existed here for eons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who who knows? <laughs> so, reptilians, reptoids, archons, reptiloid, saurians, draconians, lizard people, right? And the gist of the theory is, right, according to David Icke, that the, these shape-shifting reptilian aliens control Earth by taking on human form and gaining political power to manipulate human societies. Now... Whenever I've used reptilian overlords in any sense of the word, I've always talked about it. Now, I have the possibility open. I'll, 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 I'll leave the possibilities open to that there is some sort of reptilian shape-shifting species, okay? But when I refer to it as, I'm referring it to these metaphysical spiritual entities, right? Or forces, if you will. Let's not even call them entities. Let's say that they're just forces that are here holding you back. But here's the thing that we can trace back all the presidents to one common ancestor. Now, what does that mean? That would mean that they're all related to what? One bloodline. So that they come from this royal bloodline. We know that the elites, they interbreed within their, their bloodlines to keep them pure, right? We have all these ideas. So 
that's the reality of things. That's the reality. Now, if they are shape-shifting lizards, that can be a whole other thing, but it kind of rides on that line, right? And it's it's like, I believe, because also you have David Icke, who he said, maybe we are the reptilians, and maybe we are these entities. You have people like Crowley talking about how we we are the Goetia, right? The Goetia exists within our minds. And even Ike says, if even, even if there wasn't reptilians or these entities, we would create them, right? Mm-hmm. Through our minds, okay? So there's this idea, and again, it, we can go a lot of, of places from here, but let's start off with one of my favorites. I recently did a presentation on Illuminati worms. And the idea of Yaldabaoth, the the Gnostic demiurge, which Plato mm-hmm. introduced that idea, and how he's always mm-hmm. per- portrayed as a lion-headed serpent. Well, serpents mm-hmm. and reptilians, you could kind of sort of make the connection there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like, what I was going to say, because like, as long as humanity has kept records, and records have existed, legends of serpent races have persisted. Like these myths tell of mysterious race of superhuman reptilian beings who descend from the heavens to participate in creating humankind to teach us the sciences and and, and maybe in part like forbidden knowledge, impose social order and breed with us and watch over our development. And like and that's why I wanted to point out just that to kind of bring this in is the whole like the serpent like being. Uh, we're in like so many, so many different cultures, ancient gods, culture spread from Samaria to the ba- to Babylon, to India, to China, to Japan, Mexico, Central America. It's always, they've been r- worshiping like reptilian style gods for as long as we understand. I have look a list guy. here. Look at, That's yeah, look at Smithsonian, this is it not? That's a sexy ass reptilianoid <laughs> Look person. at him do his strut like he's Bigfoot. <laughs> That's like in the Smithsonian, isn't it? Is the idea that like it, the, uh, the, if, if the Big Bang never happened. I thought that was the hypothesis. So here's, here's an interesting one because in my studies of the Illuminati worms, the Mac Daddy of the, the theory of evolution, Charles That's Darwin, so <laughs> yeah. he, he actually studied worms, bro. And, and the word worms so is actually interchangeable with serpent, snake. I heard that too. Worm, you know, dragon. Again, serpent, yeah. like this, this idea of a reptilian. And Charles Darwin, he studied worms. So here's a, a picture. This is from 1882 showing that man came from worm. And then it says here, man is but a worm. So we have here this evolution of man. Some are, I would say. Into like this monkey. And then it goes down and it evolves into a man. But if you really think about it, a sperm is kind of like a little worm, right? Yeah. So we have this <laughs> idea. Weird, dude. He studied worms for 39 years. And he says, uh, worms, quote, have played more a, a more important part in the history of the world than most persons would at first suppose. So what did this guy know? Because, right, the, mm-hmm. the modern day theory is a long is time that, to study worms. That's a long time to study worms, <laughs> yeah. right? That's a long time. So maybe he was on to something. But I just thought that was interesting that, that, again, how you're saying all these depictions all throughout history that have been documented, mm-hmm. they've always shown these serpent-like entities Right, the serpent in the Garden of Eden. You have certain Gnostics that worship the certain the the serpent in the garden. They revered mm-hmm. the serpent in the garden as the true Messiah. Now, for all those screaming right now, that's blasphemy. That's fine. Again, you know, if if you want to listen to this episode, leave your shoes at the door, suspend your disbelief, and just just hang out with us in here. I We're going to be getting heretical. We're going to getting blasphemous. Again, we're just kicking around ideas. 
having a good time. Okay, so exactly. I don't know what to believe. This world is so (laughs) fucked up, dude. I don't know what to believe either. You have the Naga people, right? These king cobras in Hindu uh, mythology. Mm-hmm. You have the Nomos, right, from the West. Yeah, so back to, I feel like we get to that too at some point. The Dragon Kings also. And also, I, I was listening to, who was I listening to? I think it, I think it might have been Ancient Aliens. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's right, uh, what is it? Ancient Astronaut Theorist. Aliens. <laughs> That's wild ass hair, bro. That China comes from Chin, which was supposedly this dragon emperor or something or other yep. yeah, i have that right? in my notes down the road i feel like because i do i have a lot of stuff breaking down of like where a lot of the stuff comes from because even like um sumer meaning land of the guardians babylon meaning gate of gods and it's like it's kind of weird considering they're always worshiping some sort of like some know, sort Quetzalcoatl, of but, but all check, these things check, yeah quetzalcoatl right the feathered serpent but check this out because i had an idea that i was listening i was premiering an episode today and Thomas Paranoid American, he said that we attribute such a large part of history to small things that we find, like artifacts. We paint entire yeah. pictures around artifacts, right? Like we have this yeah. little figurine, for example, th- these figurines here, which are very interesting, that, that oh, yeah. date back from, if you want to believe mainstream history, 5900 BC to 4000 BC. So this is <laughs> this goes back a long time, okay? And very weird depiction they say that it's a sort of reptilian entity holding a baby one of them yeah, is also that one's feeding holding a baby. something it's a it's a cha- yeah it's a little baby it's like a, a chameleon looking baby yeah, it is. larva That's thing <laughs> so he he proposed the idea of like hey if right let's say a thousand two thousand three thousand years from now mm-hmm. when everything has been obliterated and there is nothing left and they're finding our figurines of captain america batman superman are those archaeologists going to be like damn this was this was a religion there was a bat there was a man that was a bat and he there, saved there was a, this was a religion they worshiped the batman there's story there's yeah. what are the comic books there's comic books about this guy so then so yeah. what i'm getting at is that they're show that we're what if the stuff that we're seeing about all these gods and all these demigods and all Hercules and Zeus. What if that was the superhero version, not reality, but a superhero yeah. version in stories for those people. But yet we paint a picture of like, yo, they were worshiping these things. They were doing all these things. But what if it was just like fan fiction? Again, that's an interesting the point. There's a, there's a, who is the rapper? Maybe it's Lupe Fiasco. There's, uh, I can't remember who it was. There's a rapper that said in a line talking about essentially that when they, when in, in the, in the future, when they see a building like the White House, they might think it's a church. Like they don't, they won't understand what, like, if they don't have the right interpretations and understanding of what it actually is, they could just, you could throw that wall and see if it sticks and be like oh it's a church that's where they worshipped their gods and then it's like a picture of george bush or something you know what i mean (laughs) he's a reptile (laughs) so again just thinking outside the box because it just makes you think that would account for like these supernatural powers that they give these things and and just the mythology and the lore behind them so again we have the the figurines from i believe these are mesopotamium if i'm not the they're called the the Ubaid or Ubad, right? Ur, I, this is found in Iraq, Middle East. And it's just very interesting because 
we can look at it all day and you know the, it's like looking at cloud you see one thing i see That's another so but what a weird depiction right and this is what i love I about history because when it comes to history i often wonder like if it was bs then why even make it a thing? You know what I mean? Like, why? I know. Even I don't know how to trust that? anything throughout history. And people that are even think they know what even happened in World War One and Two truly don't. And like, it's just kind of fascinating where people, they are kind of sold to one narrative that obviously has been preached throughout in these indoctrination systems that we call schools, you know? So it's it kind of interesting. Um, check this out. This is kind of interesting. Uh, among the thousands of clay tablets that have been recovered, and translating back the earliest records of history that we have supposedly are documents that are uh, records events bad. dating back to um, <laughs> 240,000 years ago. One of these is the Sumerian King list that tells a story of the God Anu, the chief God of an extraterrestrial race called the Anunnaki and his sons Enki and um, en Ellen, Ellie, and Lil, bro. And Lil. And Lil, bro. It sounds like a rapper nowadays. Yeah. It is clear that the text and illustrations left by the Sumerians that at least some of the gods, including Enki, also known as Ira, uh, were reptilian in appearance. And it is Enki who gave the first people the fruit from the tree of knowledge who later saved humanity by warning of a Noah-like figure of the great flood. And these stories are so similar to the Old Testament that one can conclude that the Old Testament authors borrowed heavily from them. Of course they did. In the Sumerian tale, Enki is given a task creating a worker force to help the Anunnaki till the soil and mine the ore which came from the earth. This he does through... Um, these trial and error in the process of creating strange creatures. And then there's so many movies and, and, and stuff that is drip fed to us that has to do with that. And even it kind of does kind of relate to the homunculus stuff and all these things of creating beings to help you and serve you. You know what I mean? It's no, absolutely. And, and weird, man. the, some people would say that, no, they did not copy, right? That the Old Testament did not copy from these earth. And again, I don't know how that works, but again, that's that's the word on the street. I work that's with the guy are... that thinks that the earth is only 6,000 years old. And I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I saw this, this documentary on Netflix about the people that they dated back. I think it was like 170 or a crazy amount of numbers it's called the mm. the cave of bones and i think it was oh like, we were starting to watch that it's it's interesting was it a hundred and something thousand years yeah. or 400 and something thousand like it's these little hominids crazy. yeah something that, crazy my, my fiance is actually into that she started watching it i was researching and stuff and i was like this is interesting but i goes to like no, i never know why are they show this on netflix <laughs> it's it's going back to this idea of piecing together you know the, in, in that show they they hypothesize about how they were their religious activities their burial activity i'm like bro there's only so much you can how you're saying we're trusting the word of other people that they're interpreting it and right it's like when you're looking at clouds you see one thing i see another and you have people who when it comes to art right symbolism it's such a powerful thing but also such a thing that's open for interpretation and do you 100%. truly really know what that artist was trying to convey with no. that one painting with that one symbol and you somebody have stares do... at a you know banana tape to a wall and they're like wow yeah. that's amazing <laughs> and even me i've read papers and articles and all these different things of art historians and they'll be able to extract things from that piece of artwork that is amazing. I go, I would have never even thought about that. Again, maybe that's why they're the professional and I'm not. But the idea that it's such a vast 
there's so much room for interpretation. How yeah. are we ever supposed to come together? Have you ever talked about Hieronymus Bosch? I've I've referenced him here and there. Yeah, the trippy. That would artwork. be a fascinating yeah. episode because that guy's art is wild. Yeah, like the yeah. heavenly earths or whatever the delights. Mm-hmm. Um, one I have a depiction. It's it feels like a real painting. It's not though of like his. Um, he has one where it's his depiction of hell, and it's like yeah. just there's so many things you could just stare, especially on mushrooms, just like stare and find all these weird little things in it that's like crazy that people can create art like that. And now it's the way it is today where it's art is not art anymore. So I could do it in mythology, right? Let's talk about the reptilian humanoids. You have Boreas, which the Greek God of the cold North wind described by Paus Pausinius as a wingman, sometimes with serpents instead of feet. So again, that's like kind of like an Abraxas looking person thing. We have, Cecrops the first, the myth, the mythical first king of Athens, was half man, half snake. Shock, the Mayan civilization, rain god depicted in iconography with a human body showing reptilian or amphibian scales and with a non-human head, evincing, evincing fangs and long, and a long nose. Dragon kings from Chinese mythology, Jin and Islamic long mythology. Long nose. Now you're getting some dangerous <laughs> so, territory. Sometimes alternate between human and serpentine forms. We have Echidna, the wife of Typhon in Greek mythology, was half woman, half snake. So shout <laughs> so out to all so the women. Interpretations. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so many different, right? Nagas, serpent, Typhon, Zeon. So now the Anunnaki story, that's an interesting mm-hmm. one, right? Because it takes on the, the serpent in the Garden of Eden. I mentioned earlier the serpent wars, and I was listening to the David Icke and Credo Mutwa oh, yeah, interview yeah. that he did. And he was essentially talking about the Mesop- the, the, the Anunnaki story of creation. That's yeah, essentially yeah. what it was. You know mm. what I mean? Like there was a lot of similarities. Now, this is what's interesting about it because it spans throughout various cultures, yeah. similar entities, just with mm. different names, because how you mentioned earlier at the beginning, you're going to name something based on what you interpret it as. So something that you don't know, that's demonic. Well, the you know, you just you just coined a term or a word. You know, what actually was it? It could have been anything else. You have people who talk about how aliens aren't even real, and it's all about the Aryans, right? And I, I always make the, the joke, holy to Aryan, so it's like maybe somebody <laughs> Ari, didn't, shit. Somebody didn't under, <laughs> interpret it right, and right because supposedly the L and the R or whatever I think are interchangeable or something or other. When we did our reptilian episode, I talked about how supposedly white people are um, like more like they're you can if you look at it like psychologically, we're more or less psychopaths and easy to, and that's why throughout history, they've like supposedly taken over. And it's a fascinating thing because they, it's supposed to be a way that the, these reptilians can manipulate is easily through certain, certain races and breeds. Like I've, I've said since I've always believed that the, why it makes us different and like black, white, uh, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever, whatever you are, Asian, uh, is because we just have different DNAs in us from other aliens and stuff like that. I've always thought that. Um, pretty, it's it's just there's some weird. This is I just want. Let me break down this for you because this is fairly interesting. Other than ancient texts that bear uh, this disturbing conclusion about the fact that this has happened and that there's that our creation is from some sort of serpent 
god creature. In 1945, in a small town of Egypt, a clay jar was found bearing the ancient uh, scroll similar to the Dead Sea Scrolls. These are the Nag Hammadi uh, text named after the town where they were found. This tells of the story of human creation in this way. The bodies of Adam and Eve were overlain with a horny skin, nice, that it was bright as daylight, like a uh, like a luminous gar- uh, garment. That's very weird. Thus, it seemed they didn't need clothing. Further, these texts tell a different story about the tree of knowledge and is told in Genesis. She took some, uh, some of its fruit and ate. She gave it to her husband also. Then their minds opened. For when they ate, the light of knowledge shone f- uh, for them. When they saw their makers, they loathed them since they were in beastly form. They understood very much. And, and I still have more on this, but that's interesting because there's theories like the idea that, you know, and what the Luciferians and stuff believe is that maybe the reptilians are the good guys and stuff like that, that Satan was actually showing people knowledge. You know, there's even a beast 1333 line where it's like they uh, rather you worship Jesus, but Lucifer means light and stuff like that. So there's that idea is, is very fascinating. And then in other Jewish documents known as the Haggadah, it is made clear that the serpent was not merely a snake. Um, among the animals, the serpent was notable of all of them. He had the most excellent qualities in some of which he resembled the man like a man. He stood upright on two feet in height and is equal to that of a camel. His superior mental gifts caused him to become an infidel and likewise explains his, uh, his envy of man In a punishment of for tempting Eve. God said, I create you to be king over the animals, but you, you were not satisfied. I created you upright posture. Therefore you shone go upon your belly. So it's vi- like yeah. these weird interpretations, right? And this legend implies that Enki possessed a highly uh, advanced te- technological uh, technology that included the capability to genetically alter the indigenous species using a mysterious protest called a clay like substance. He would able to bind upon the image of gods, indicating that Enki used the Anunnaki genes to create a hybrid species that implies that maybe early humans maybe had reptilian appearance that shit is fascinating i didn't even know that before i started researching i've heard stuff but not like that like explained do you have the source on that which book of the nag hamadi that that text came from because you said what they put on a suit of what of light listen to this that's what's fascinating uh so it said that uh, they put on like a translucent, like a, a horny with a horny skin. So that's kind of like a reptilian skin kind of Interesting. thing. Interesting. Yeah. It was yeah. bright. It was bright as daylight. So it was like so bright that you don't have to, have to hide your eyes from it or something. And it was uh, luminous. It's very weird, man. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, there's talks of the aura that one possesses, the, the etheric body. Yeah. yeah. And. There's various right theosophical depictions of what that looks like, but I've never mm-hmm. I never seen that one that one that you're talking about. And again, yeah. I those I know there's various texts within that oh, yeah. library, right? So it's a, it's a whole bunch of different things, but that's a really yeah. interesting find there that you did. We we went to an alien conference like a couple of years ago, um, and that's when a, a guy knew stuff that he couldn't have known. Like this side guy, he I don't know, he knew stuff about Chelsea, my fiance. He couldn't have known Bro. this stuff. I don't know. And Bill, <laughs> Billy's all Billy does not believe in psychics at he all. He touched your hands. I know. He told me I had a monkey on my back, and I was like, "Oh, oh that that's guy, because nice, I'm addicted." 
you yeah. told me that story like three million times. Bro. I know. And then so, but when we were there, there was a woman doing pictures. I don't know what the f- she had, and she could supposedly take a picture of your aura. That's why I mentioned that because it was like, and Chelsea got one done, and I was like, ah, that could just been the resolution image. And it's like, how do you even know that? How, yeah. how she even do it? Like it's we covered it's a lot that of lady that. That could take interdimensional pictures. What was her name? Do you remember that? That she would take pictures. Oh, Stella. Like... Um, yeah. Someone gave That's us an inter- that episode. Huh? Stella Langsing or something like that. So something I can't like remember. That. Someone gave us some. Uh, I was, something we said it offended somebody. I just remember reading. Oh, who cares? Oh my god! Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> so so this idea of peering into other realms, right? So that that was a really interesting find and. That's the thing about the Gnostic texts that they're unfiltered through the Roman lens. And oh, yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. that that Cain came from the serpent, how I mentioned earlier, there are some Gnostics that worship the serpent, right? The brazen mm-hmm. serpent, the serpent on the cross, et cetera, et cetera. Again, these are her, you know, quote unquote heretical beliefs, but mind you, you're probably going to hell in somebody else's religion and vice versa. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, what are hell you gonna believe? Of the mind. No exactly. Bible references hell. <laughs> now, the idea of you have Helena Blavatsky also talking about the dragon men that are in, I think it was Agartha within the, yeah, yeah. the hollow earth. You have one of the, so I tried tracing back kind of like where this idea could have gone mainstream. And Conan the Barbarian has some sort of reptilian-esque figures in that and that that was in 1930 the show oh the original show yeah robert e howard right and he is the one that they attribute to i believe they called it sword and sorcery genre so he's the Mm. father of that and it's like mind you this was although conan a Conan novel was nearly published in 1934. Howard's stories were never collected during his lifetime. The main outlet for his stories was Weird Tales, where Howard created Conan the Barbarian. So again, how you mentioned this idea of creating homunculus. And whenever you look at a character or an actor, right, they're always created by, right? So yeah, even yeah. if it's a sort of egregore or something, and if you think about all these yeah. reptilian stories, a lot of them involved the creation of humans yeah okay so prometheus you have the the, the caduceus man and our uh, the serpent the the caduceus the medical symbol with mm-hmm. our the serpent two serpents that wait weave into a f- double helix like our dna yeah, yeah. weird and this idea right the uh, reference in the anunnaki the story goes that they created man a, a homo sapien to what and this is the part that's like if these entities are yeah. as powerful as they are, why would they need our help, right? If they're yeah, so yeah. powerful, no, they need our help to mine for gold. Like, I know. That's why it is kind of weird. Or did they, did they need us for some reason to balance out their karma or something? I don't know. It's kind of fascinating because, like, or they were just like so, they wanted to be overlords. The, so, so. Ike says that the Anunnaki reptoids desire to mine monoatomic gold. This mineral supposedly has the ability to increase the carrying capacity of the nervous system by 10,000 times. And so when ingested, the Anunnaki would be able to process vast amounts of information and accelerate trans-dimensional travel. Bruh. That's weird. I know one of my <laughs> homies that bring it on the podcast recently, he drinks 
he drink he puts a silver a piece of silver in his water and drinks his water with a piece of silver in it. Hey dude, I mean the the alchemists were drinking mercury and making concoctions mm. trying to make the elixir alive. I mean the, yeah. the the monatomic gold there is people would drink that and eat, and eat yeah. gold. I mean that that's an actual thing. It's supposed to be help helps with digestion and all that stuff, but yeah, I mean, and, and you need the minerals, right? You need the minerals yeah. in the water and all that stuff. So we have Conan I've the taken, Barbarian. I've started taking iodine. I was trying to get off Alex Jones' site, but I had to find <laughs> other means because he's always sold out, even though he tries to sell it all the time. So we have Conan the Barbarian with some sort of reptilians in here. Let me see if I can find a picture of these. Yeah. let me. I can break down something for you about these emerald tablets. That seems pretty interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so the reptilians and other entities which are manipulating our world by possessing human bodies operate in frequencies between the third and fourth densities. These are referred to as hidden spaces, planes unknown to man. And apparently in the ancient emerald tablets, it is here uh, that they police our vibration prison, vibrational prison. Because I always said it seems like we're in a prison planet and seek to uh, addict and restrict us to dense physical senses. As you see with a lot of stuff that goes on in a certain community where they're dominated by their root chakra, by their sexuality and stuff and being addicted to sex and stuff like that. And do mushrooms. You won't be addicted to uh, this world has once far less dense than it is today. It was uh, less dense in, in you know previous years, whatever, and fall down the frequencies caused by the manipulation of the incarnate consciousness and the DNA infiltration, as you were kind of just alluding to, has made it so much more difficult to maintain this multi-dimensional connection while in the physical form, which is fascinating we are here in a cycle of change when the vibration of this world will be raised out of our dense uh, physicality and returned to where it once was in doing so the reptilians ability to manipulate our physical form will be removed and this is why they're in so much panic at this time to prevent the shift from happening and opening the vibrational prison door the reptilians and other uh, manipulating entities exist only just outside the frequency range you only see 10 percent of reality maybe even less and they chose earth to, for this infiltration because it mostly resembles the vibrations locations that they originate from um and they're addicted supposedly to the dense physical world and the sensation that it offers uh and they have no desire to advance higher according and even alex collier there's a fascinating interview if anyone's like interested uh look up alex collier the 1994 interview because he talks about that and how they it's some reptilians don't like some species of reptilians don't even know where they come from Oh, weird. I've seen that image before. That's wild that that was in... Is that in the, from the movie? So this is 1982. Well, that was the first titties I've ever seen, I think, was on the... It was either Titanic or the Conan the Barbarian <laughs> at the beginning. That's and a creepy image, though. There are these reptilian shapeshifters in that. And it's, they shapeshift. Look, he's down there. It, oh, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I want to rewatch it. Yeah, I'm going to have to check weird, it out. Weird, man. They put that shit in an 80s movie, and especially when V was coming out, all this stuff that was... Look at his eyes, bro. Uh, weird shape shifting <laughs> whoa i did not even pay it like that's wild i've seen these movies in years so that's like kind of interesting that they ha i remember that character but i don't remember him shape shifting that's yeah so crazy. then look at this guy bro this guy's strutting it dude that's wild yeah that's baby. crazy i didn't know because you think about v like and, and we'll get to that later of the modern day influences and stuff like that is that kanye west yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> Man, in this, whatever, what was he wearing with those, like, football shoulder pads? Yeah.
He's a bizarre so, guy if he, it's him. <laughs> the idea of this being some sort of holographic prison, et cetera, et cetera, that's, again, prison very, planet. very platonic, very Gnostic and thought, where the, the, the Platonists, they believe that the source, the one, the monad, whatever, emanates out reality. And whatever we're perceiving right now is an emanation of, of, of a more divine thing. Yeah, it's so like the law of one stuff. Yeah. It, it dehumanizes this realm, this dimension. And, I mean, I've always made the joke that Christians are, are they don't enjoy this life worrying about the next life, right? They're preparing <laughs> so much for the next life that they it's don't. It's like Egyptians. Yeah, they, they would focus their entire lifetime around death and around preparing for death. Yeah. Because some cultures, bro, the during Hellenistic times, sometimes they would put the death date before the birth date. So it'd be, you know, 2055 or whatever, and then 1994, you know, an example. And Weird. people would be like, wait, why are they doing that? And the reasoning behind that was because they believed that life started at death. So the real journey started at when they would pass on to the next realm because you know we vote growing I'm up. I'm just I jumping off cliffs and. Well, again, that's a whole another ordeal because that, that's heretical. But the idea that once you pass on and leave this vessel that we're in, you mm -hmm. enter another reality, another dimension, and the idea that these entities want to keep us in prison here, that it gets very interesting, right? Because they, according to David Icke. They exist on the fourth dimension. So let me. Let it's me... like a low vibration almost. Like it's. So right here, this mineral supposedly had the ability to increase the carrying capacity of the nervous system. So I'm talking about the monatomic gold. Ike also postulates that the Anunnaki live off human fear and anxiety. They are, in a sense, emotional vampires. Down through the ages, Ike believes such Anunnaki have initiated numerous blood rituals and human sacrifices. During these rituals, Human victims release large amounts of negative energy, which is then absorbed by the Anunnaki waiting in the fourth dimension. Their well, preferred that's what they say about adrenochrome. So here's they're the like thing. hallucinating and seeing entities and stuff when they take adrenochrome. Well, here's the thing about that. It's like these people, and by these people I'm talking about like Ike, a lot of people will take the term Illuminati or like right here he's using Anunnaki. The term Illuminati or Anunnaki as like this blanket term for all secret societies, all yeah. reptilian-esque people, right? The lizard people, like, oh, the Illuminati. And it's like they're encapsulating the Merovingians, all these different bloodlines, the Habsburgs, mm. whatever you want to call them, all into one. Now, that could possibly, they could possibly all be the same thing, back again to what we talked about at the beginning, where mm. things change name depending on who's observing it, what time in, in, you know, what era and time it is, et cetera, et cetera. So that could possibly be a thing. And maybe even these bloodlines within themselves can have wars with, with, with each other, which yeah, that's, it, well, and that's, that's there's always warring factions. And that's what people are like, God, oh, we came in like, you know, killed all the indigenous, which is true, but they're also warring with each other constantly. And, and, and it's kind of crazy too. Cause like, um, He's bringing up that point, right? This whole idea, because I was going to, this was so deep that like, we're going to get into a lot of stuff on this episode, but even on like for further, even strange brew episodes, like you were like Aaron, Aaron's good. He knows that he loves conspiracies. Read, he just read David Icke's 9-11 book. And um, we were talking about like, I was like, I want to do an episode with the 13 bloodlines because it is like, there's so much to it 
more than people understand of where this connection they're like i i we're we're connected to jesus but it's probably something a lot more darker and that's why they think that they have the right to rule because of their blood it's very interesting that people think they have the right to rule other people thomas uh tom the i that in the not i think it's the nag hammadi or the the dead sea scrolls one one of the two Yeah, yeah in the gospel of judas the and i'm not sure if that's the one with the shape-shifting jesus but there's there's a point is there's a story (laughs) that the reason check this out the reason that judas kissed christ right when he was Mm -hmm. being taken to to identify him was because the reason he needed to identify him was because he was a shape-shifter so Mm -hmm. in the gospel of judas where we're speaking about inner interdimensional entities whatever etc this is heretical so the idea that Jesus in that story despised the twelve the, the the other disciples, and and the one that he confided in was Judas. So again, they're taking these mm-hmm. same stories that we've heard about and they're inverting them on their head. Yeah, and it's interesting because in that story, Judas confronts Jesus and tells him, "I know where you come from. You are from." And, and I'm par- <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. He says. You come from the name that I, you know, from I, the name I can't utter, something other, you know, Barbalo, et cetera, et Voldemort. Et cetera. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he talks about Barbalo, and Jesus refers to, right, the, the disciples go, hey, where'd you go, right? You, you peaced out on us for a while, like, where were you? And he pretty much tells them, like, I was at a better time. I was somewhere else that I wanted to be. So almost Weird. like, you guys are too lame to hang out with. I was in, in another dimension just hanging out with whoever and, and judas looks at him and goes i know where you come from i can't utter the name but something something barbara that's why it always fascinates me about like people like charles manson some of the shit that he said he's like i don't exist in this physical world i don't exist in this reality that you exist in he said like crazy shit like that all the time where he's like i don't come from here i don't exist in this reality i don't live in this physical form and I'd, like we'll eventually like be doing a huge it's such a huge topic charles manson's massive so it's gonna be like i never like doing two parts but it's, it has to be at least two or three part but it's like because there's some of these people that we see throughout history that i believe were manipulated by and I've said this on my show too, you were alluding to is like, I've, I also say like dark entities now or dark beings, whatever they are, because I'm not going to just like close the box around just the reptilians. We don't know is the point. Yeah. Right? That, that weirdo dude that told me I had a monkey on my back, the psychic, he was like, I remember him saying, I was talking about the reptilians. This is like so long ago. I was like early twenties talking about this. And then he's like, I'm honing into a, a darker force. And I was like, something more sinister. And I was like, all right, like, And the, <laughs> the forces are saying that the forces are telling me that you're gay, Tom. The forces, oh, they yeah, have spoken. Now. The entities have spoken and they say that you're so gay. Funny. So I guess I got to like do that meme where I start putting on clown makeup, but instead it's like a wig and a makeup. <laughs> I got some stuff if you want to break down like and start kind of getting into some of the appearances of these. So real quick, uh, let me sum up the so we have these depictions, right? We have Conan the Barbarian and also we have Carl Sagan. Oh, yeah. Who talked about the R complex, which essentially what it is, it comes from this guy's theory. Let me pull it up here. My, my oh, I just want I just want to mention it because I pulled down some uh, of this. It's like uh, you when you're talking about the hierarchies and obviously the rulers have maintained their bloodline through like in like incest and 
and these so-called royal families. Um, it is interesting because uh, David, I guess, pointed to all th- 43 presidents in the United States were related, and 33 of the presidents can be traced their bloodline b- uh, back to the bloodline of Charlemagne. Just, yeah, like, just fascinating. And no, general, that, and that's right? true. Like, that, that's true. So in the 1960s, Doctor McLean, or it's spelled McLean, but so you. you pronounce it McLean, enlarged his theory to address the human brain's overall structure and divided its evolution into three parts, an idea he termed the truine, triune, or truune, trione, trione, triune brain. In addition to identifying the limbic system, he pointed to a more primitive brain called the R-complex, related to reptiles which controls Archon. basic functions like muscle movement and breathing. The third part of the neocortex controls speech and reasoning and is the most recent evolutionary arrival. Now, this also plays into the more animalistic side of people, their 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 urges and supposedly this is this we have this relationship with reptiles. That's why they say the reptilian yeah. side of your Repti- brain. Well, they had the reptilian brain, which is formed on top of a mammalian brain, which is formed on top of a human brain. Like, and yeah. I've said that to people. They think I'm f-ing crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is <laughs> this is Carl Sagan talking about this, right? This is nineteen. What, what's the, I think it's nineteen. I remember so saying called... to Billy, and Billy's like, "What are you talking about, reptile?" And I was like, "No, man." I was like, "Even like stupid people like Obama have been, have said that." It's like a, a reverse, like to our like reptilian brain. You have mainstream people saying this. So the book is called "The Dragons of Eden" by Carl oh, yeah, Sagan. Speculations on the evolution of human intelligence, and it was published in nineteen seventy seven. <laughs> so again, you guys can check that book out. And again, these are these are all guys. They're shady guys, right? That they're, they're trying to push yeah. this Charles Darwin idea of evolution. And I mentioned that Charles Darwin was talking about maybe perhaps we came from a worm, right? What was he? What was he hinting so, at? Maybe he was hinting at yeah, right. Worm is also why you know why room or whatever like like the yeah. little dragon looking things right serpent so who knows what he was hinting at but he studied worms for 39 years and i quoted at the That's beginning so weird it's bizarre like, right 39 <laughs> years i love worms man i eat it with my breakfast so strange um if you yeah keep going i was like i got something to break down eventually. no go ahead, go ahead. Fairly long. okay this is fairly long but this is like actually like pretty interesting information um so where was I? Uh, so the Alpha Draconis, like the the Alpha Draconian kind of like they're supposed to be the oldest race of the reptilians in our galaxy. Um, it's so I put on the the uh, streamer has that new feature where it can like make your features look. Like, I clicked it and now every time I get close to the camera, my face like smooths. What? It's like I, look, watch. Okay, I'll go back here. Look, it, it looks normal. Watch. <laughs> Changes my face weird um so they're the oldest race in our galaxy <laughs> there are in fact the only genetic line of their existence that does not exist when we talk about uh that there's supposed to be some of them are extinct and they have been found remnants of others uh, that came before they were extinct most of the reptilian civilizations we know today are in uh booties the orion uh orion and capella are all genetically booties. yeah booties Nice. Um, are uh, manipulated half breeds of the original race, which is fascinating because supposedly the race that we know of today that is maybe manipulating our society is not the original race of the the Alpha Dracon- uh, Draconians, which mm. is kind of interesting. And they're from the the Sharaka race. See, 
I. But that would make sense, Thomas. That or Tom. That the idea that in all these (laughs) in all these stories, they always make a prototype, right? Like, oh, let's make the prototype. This prototype. Yeah. Right, can't have sexual relations, and then they make another one. Yeah. Like from, you but know then it's like the idea of the AI, right? Is that what like? Because the oh, there's so much the AI stuff fascinates me, and it scares the shit out of me at the same time. But it's this thing of like they create better versions of themselves, so they can implant yes. their consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay, weird. So they supposedly stand eight to twenty feet tall. That is eighteen to twenty-five feet tall. That's massive. That's like the giant stories. Which eventually, like, if you ever want to cover that stuff, I like love to talk about giants and. Uh, can weigh up to um, 2,500 pounds. That's wild. It's very heavy. Uh, they have black, leathery, brown, scaly, ba- scale bellies. Uh, they have no oh, nice belly. They, uh, they, multi- they have multiple abdomens. They have whiskers uh, around their... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill chin and jawline that's strange uh they have uh mating claw uh and multiple tongues so when we're talking i will get to a little bit grab of my it. strong hand grab my str- yeah it's like this and then and you lick it and you have to <laughs> get stuff because uh well on the episode we did and of course like billy was making fun of it and like it's just it was like i'm like i kind of believe in this stuff and then he just doesn't want to believe it and he just chooses not to and we we're talking there's the reptilian sex wars that i do have a little bit about and it's fascinating because supposedly reptilians have a dick that detaches and they can turn into a sword and nice. they fight each other. Dude, what? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, is that wild? <laughs> I found this on some weird, obscure site of this psychic lady that supposedly has like like she connects with other beings and they and then well and then the uh, so over time uh, the reptilians the women were being raped so our word our word so often um uh, so they created a vagina dentile or something like that where it's like yeah. teeth uh, mm-hmm. so they can't have that happen to them right and then so they they would engage in these wars over women it's fascinating should i have a little bit of it on it later um so supposedly they lay eggs what is called uh, a battle um of a uh, hormone is used to accelerate the birth process this is why ancestral uh ancestral females do not participate in these wars so it's the sex war thing because if they did they wouldn't be uh anyone there to lay the eggs they also have been there to secrete this hormone stronger young females were expected to defeat and kill the weaker uh leaders in ritual combat which is if you look at our culture it's just a fascinating thing if this holds any truth at all and the uh the the sirica chaka whatever you want what's to call the them, source on this bro is it source trust me bro or it, yeah pretty much i got the <laughs> i got this part from bibliotheca palladian so like who knows if they're Nice. And it, it, it is some of it's from David Icke, some of it's from other researchers. Um, I can't remember the one guy's name, but the Saraka is a race ruled and, and managed by the genetic lineage. And the genetic lineage also follows the mother. And because you always know who the mother is, you don't always know who the father is. In this particular line, the gals have the say. So the women got the men by the balls or the, the Kueka, wherever the 
reptilians have. Um, ruled by the monarchy of the queen's genetic lineage, they are one of the most powerful races in the galaxy. They have some of the greatest military might and that have ever that has ever been seen in the galaxy. And most of the clan members are zealots and will do anything for the glory of their clans of the lineage. Hold on, hold have... on. I'm getting a download from Ashtar Galactic Command. Jesus Sananda <laughs> yeah, is actually tuning in now. So it's like, yeah, it's like source, trust me. And again, uh-huh. I'm not. I know I'm making fun, but but it's just, I, I just... added this because I wanted to add fun <laughs> that people may have never even heard of about what people think. Bro, the detachable dick sword, that is that's dude, that's like everything you could ask for. Imagine beating somebody <laughs> with your own right? This guy that's... tries to rob you, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of making a homogen. You beat the cow carcass with a with a with the biggest <laughs> dog penis. Maybe I'm they're they're alluding Billy. maybe they're alluding to to reptilian uh sword penis swords who knows right it's, it's, it's just weird i let, like let's just finish this thought so they have they have been this chief enemy of all other races in past conflicts and alex collier does talk about this not this part but he says that the biggest the the, the 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 strongest warrior no one can take them out or or go against them in conflict so they have no reason to change and again we're talking about supposedly hydrogen breathers versus oxygen breathers and the three spinal columns one spine is located um vent- eventually uh, through the stomach, weird, and the other two are located in the dorsally on the left of the right of the body. So it's just explaining how their anatomy works. Because supposedly they have a heart in their armpit. Alex Collier says if you want to kill one, he's like you would probably wouldn't be able to; it would be impossible. But if you were to attempt to, you'd stab it in the armpit because that's where their heart is located. Interesting. And so, weird. and so wait, and- inside this claw is a jelly-like sac that excretes the various hormones in the substances. He's a Balchinian. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And they have to battle in the sex thing where they battle each other. And then it sounds kind of like us at the end of the day, Uh, but they battle each other. And then whoever like wins gets the female and stuff like that. And it's just, it's kind of funny if you look at some of our culture though, you know, like, I I mean, it's it's fascinating. It's probably not the goal. The goal of, again, this is thinking very superficially, but the goal of, I've heard it put before scientifically to procreate. That's the goal of like, that's what your goal should be. Now, some dudes, they only focus on getting women and like, that's all they want all the time. So it wouldn't, again, it plays into this R uh, cortex thing that I talked about with Carl Sagan, where that's a part of the brain that houses all those emotions and things. And supposedly, if we didn't have that, we would just act upon our emotion, our urges. So that kind of suppresses that. <laughs> and, and that would not be good, right? Because it would be anarchy or whatever. Yeah. And that's interesting that you write these. There's the in, the sexual encounters of the fourth kind where these entities interact. And I mean, even in, in the in the story of, of Genesis where the Nephilim or the Elohim or whatever, which could kind of be in the same realm of reptilian hybrid chimeras, all these yeah. right giants and all these things, they would do what they would have sexual relations with the daughters of men. Now, David, Icke yep. talks about, or I'm sorry, Credo Mutwa talks about how there's a reason why that is. And the reason for that being that these entities can have sexual you know, sexual relations with human women therefore there's some human dna or human attributes uh, yeah. to that thing so what is that hinting at that perhaps similar to what 
David Icke talks about that. We are the reptilians or that we have some of them in, in us or whatever, right? That yeah. we could come from these things. And according What's, to a ancient astronaut yeah. theorists, there was, they, they did a depiction, that one that I showed at the beginning with the green one, right? The, with the yeah. strut. That is supposedly a depiction if the, the aliens, if the dinosaurs had survived and yeah, evolved, yeah. that they could have evolved into this Humanoid yeah, that's what I said because that's the Smithsonian thing. thing. And yeah. like, it's funny because like, be, I, it's, it would have been very fine to do on a video. But before we started doing video aspects, we did uh, a whole. Like, this is what got us banned from Facebook. Is I there was um um we did a sexual encounter with aliens episode, and I did there was a woman and it wasn't she wasn't nude or anything, but there's aliens with their like fake dicks out in the photo that I used, and it got taken off. But we talked about how in depth of like how many women truly believe. And we did this, uh, we also did a one about ghosts. A lot of women believe the vet sex with ghosts and aliens, which could be interchangeable to the yeah. same thing. Um, and and they come into this realm. David Icke talks about this, of this woman that supposedly, this is like, this is kind of pumping up his ego a bit, but how like this uh, woman was dating this guy, right? And then they're like, they, it was always rough in, in sex and stuff like that and too forceful. And then he was over at the apartment one day and saw David Icke book. And then she saw him shapeshift as he was getting angry angry with her and yeah and of course it's like kind of like yeah i'm a you know and I, i've always relayed that story because i always think it's fine that he kind of obviously pumping up his ego and it's like you bring someone in their house and you're like is that a david ike book i don't like that guy and then like you see them like shape-shifting and stuff and it's like who knows if anyone is telling him the truth or is he telling us truth but i like the dude yeah so the idea right a lot of these people it's funny how many people don't know about crop circles and also these cow mutilations. We did an episode on that. Yeah. I want to do a cow mutilation episode of cattle. If, right, this the cow mutilation phenomenon is very interesting because let's say that these alien greys are a creation of these reptilians. And it's always sexual. They're always probing people. They're taking the, right, they're draining the blood of these animals. A very weird stuff. Like, what are they using oh, yeah. the blood for? You know, if you're taking it somewhere. So, and who are these greys? If if they are created by these reptiles, are they working for them? Are they doing their dirty deeds like in that movie, Jupiter Ascending, where yeah, these yeah. alien interdimensional things do Should the dirty work? Before we did this, yeah. Do the work for these higher up archontic, right? Reptilian kind of people, right? Dude. Have you, there's a game that just got released. Um, you should play it for your audience, especially on Patreon. It's called the Gray Hill Incident. Obviously taken from uh, Barney and Betty Hill, the first people that were recorded in, in uh, like full, like a whole thing about them being abducted by aliens. I started playing it and it's, pretty cool dude you like you're you're with your son and you're like in the house and all this weird stuff is happening and people are seeing aliens and then you like go outside looking for your dog and there's like something in the shed very much like signs and then you walk through a cornfield that goddamn cat again <laughs> that's funny you still have that i can't believe that that's so funny uh and and so you go and you literally see your son get abducted through like you're running towards through the cornfield you should check it out it's very cheap i think the people of your show would really like to see you play it uh and like you have to like hide from the gray aliens and stuff like that and go through the neighborhood and it looks pretty cool like it's not like terrible the graphics aren't bad but it mm -hmm. goes into all the lore where you show up this dude uh this dude has a a little trailer 
um, like an RV and he's got all this uh, stuff in it and he's wearing a tinfoil hat and he makes you wear a tinfoil hat. And then they have all this stuff on the wall about the, the Betty and Barney Hill case. They have um, a lot of like um, a lot of different people, like the footage from the supposedly the military that has been released of UFOs. And it's funny because I feel like they're like kind of showing us a peak into, and that's what they've always done with pop culture is kind of showed us somewhat mm. of the truth, but not the accurate truth. Oh, hundred percent. And the, right. The gray aliens. Let's talk a little bit about how maybe we are part of these things. Let me pull up the, I have the excerpt here. So right. Gray aliens. We have gray matter. So maybe, right. Maybe it's, it's, it's suppressed in our, in our thing. And then you have these people who are, Right, if they are the the accounts that you just talked about, if they are channeling it, mm-hmm. similar again, I'm going to talk about Crowley because he's the one that channeled Iowas and all yeah. this. How he said that perhaps that was his subconscious, like talking to him, like this inner monologue. What if these people are tapping into that our cortex, right? This thing that's maybe perhaps being suppressed because you brought up serial killers earlier. And there's something weird about almost like a spiritual type of thing. Some of them mm. believe that, and even cults and cults are a real hot thing right now because you have all these shows coming out of how to be a cult leader, the cult of Pete or whatever it is. So the idea that perhaps these things are a figment of our imagination, mm. but I, again, back to the interdimensional aspect, I'm one that I believe that uh, there's this idea of the Mundus Imaginalis or the, the abyss or the the mob zone or the upside down that maybe the portal to that is us our mind right and we're able to access like a, to- like, a t- like tulpa kind of thing where you create it from your mind what kind of kind of where you can man yeah and you can manifest it or you can tap into it bro where you can you know scry into an aether or other dimension and see it and also open up portals because yeah. part of all this is is ritual Right, ritualistic behavior. A lot of these serial killers there would also do rituals, like yeah, yeah. Dahmer with a with an altar. You had the other guy. Dude, what's yeah. the creep? The the one with the Satan. The so she's like, oh, oh uh, God, goes, Richard no, Ramirez. Richard, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez that well, and then guy. you have um, who's the uh, who was it? Um, Gary Ridgeway, I think um, it might have been Gary Ridgeway. So what? And he said, what? What did so these serial killers cult was like controlling him? What are these serial killers and cult leaders? Because there's also a cult leader that that the re, the reptile cult leader. I have it pulled up here somewhere. The reptilian cult leader. That uh, I need to talk about that on my show. I think I I think I know who you're talking about. What if they're tapping into right or this R cortex or whatever isn't suppressing those ideas of wanting to to mm-hmm. sacrifice and 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 kill people and do That's all these bad things. That's where the whole like, stuff of kids and stuff and all the traffic. I don't know. There's exactly. Deep with that yeah. and disturbing so i want to um, i want to segue this into the robert monroe encounter. oh yeah that's because, uh, yeah let me know when to dive in because i have some cool stuff about um, because let's say that loop. let's say that when people get together and and usually i've covered this before i've covered the the crowd by gustav Lebon, and it's a book written in 1880 something and this is a scholar. This is a guy who is known as the father of, of crowd psychology. And let's say that certain frequencies, right? How you mentioned at the beginning, 5G and all these different things. Mm. Let's say that certain things unlock this aspect of our mind. Now I'm getting into the idea that maybe we are the reptilians. And the reason I'm saying that is because, I, to quote Ike, 
We are the reptilians and the demons at the same time. We are those they manipulate because we are all the same I, and that's in the children of the matrix. So I have that, I'm reading that book right now. What is he hinting at? Again, if uh, let's think outside the box, if these things are aspects of our psyche, Carl Jung, right? The subconscious, mm -hmm. yeah, is yeah. Thing, the dark self, right? The ego and mm -hmm. all these different things. And what if you're able to unlock them through how Monroe was doing with binaural beats, certain frequencies, certain visuals. So that would, that would make, uh, back again to the crowd. That's why at certain concerts and riots and all these different things, oh, people yeah. act a certain type of way, bro. We know what if you're resonating they're at a certain rituals. Yeah. Like you're Taylor resonating Swift's at concerts. a certain, they're, they're having amnesia and stuff, bro. Like who knows if they're implanting memories Like you wouldn't mm -hmm. know, you know no. what I'm saying? Like there's, there's a lot more to this aspect and some people even say that reptilians possess people. So, well, could, you have know? you ever heard of the the interview with uh, Lacerta? I always like I think that's her name, but there was this, it was on YouTube. I was like, I've been fascinated by this stuff since I was like sixteen or seventeen. Like as soon as I discovered David Icke, started reading his talks. I, I found Alex Collier, and then as soon as we're, when YouTube was a a good place to be, and there wasn't so censored, you can find the most obscure information, and they wouldn't censor it because they gave people the freedom to talk about whatever they wanted to. And it was supposed to be an interview that was transcribed by. A guy that interviewed this reptilian uh woman called Lacerta. I think and I she, saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's in robot voices. It's hard to get through, but I've listened to this twice in my life. It's like two and a half hours long. And she talks about how um in a crowd of like a hundred people, this is like the, David. I talks about this. They're not shaped. They're not shape shifting a physical object into a physical object. Like uh when um Jesse Ventura and his son did one of their episodes or whatever, the conspiracy theory about reptilians. And he confronted David Icke at one of his speaking tours or whatever. And he's like, show me a reptilian. And then David Icke's like, I can't show you one right now. What do you, you want me to show? How do I show you one? And he's like, I want you to show me these lizard people. And he just couldn't. He's like, I can't show you this. So it's the idea they manipulate that they, they, our consciousness and our minds are so easy, ma easily malleable. They're easy to form and, and manipulate that they can just convince you. They use this like hypnotic technique where she said in a, in a room of a hundred people, I look like a beautiful brown haired lady, but she's like, the more, the less people there is, the harder it is to manipulate their mindset. And then she, because this guy interviewing her saw her as her true form. If she she tried this technique to manipulate his mind to see this beautiful brown haired lady that everyone seems to see when she's in public, that it would cause him to have an aneurysm. Like it, his mind would break because it's like that. Remember I showed you that thing we're talking about, like the, the flowers, it's like three flowers. And if you look at it, it just looks like three flowers. David Icke brings this up also. And then if you look at between it, it says the word sex. And once you see the word yeah. sex, you can't unsee it. Bro, so I'm it, just it, thinking like, what if the true form of this lady, right? Like it, it would break your mind. I'm just thinking of you like in a, a wig and you go, it would break your mind. And it's just like, you, uh, it's just you as like a guy. <laughs> That's what all these, I'm not going to say anything more about that. <laughs> you know, look at our so, society, man. You're talking about something that's making me think of, of Lovecraft because. Oh, yeah, yeah. The idea, right? We're talking about other interdimensional entities, these things that are on the outside of space and time of reality. Maybe they're manipulating our reality. And the idea that in Kenneth Grant, he talks about the elder gods and maybe the elder gods are these things that exist outside and they use humans for their bidding, right? Almost very reptilian-esque, right? On this mm -hmm. same note of higher 
archons or higher entities, whatever. But the idea that in our waking state, if we were to witness them, they would look grotesque. They would drive you insane. But in this deep sleep state, this other dimension or other realm, these things can appear in other forms and therefore it won't drive you to insanity. But if you were to encounter one of these things and back again to this lady, let's say that it, let's say that it wasn't a, a hoax. I had that, yeah. the, the comments on the viral clip that I had, that got, I think over a million of million views. So I think like a million on Facebook and like 400,000 on Instagram. That's the, crazy on the, Facebook. I'm surprised that they let that. The, in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the comments were straight up ass. I mean, people were just calling <laughs> course, me all, so, all sorts of things and people, but it shows you that 99%. Cause I make the mistake to think about that. All people are into this weird craziness. Oh, yeah, I mean, not too. everyone is into this craziness, no. bro. Like I get know. called a fascist and a Nazi and stuff just for <laughs> calling out the government all the time. It's very so, weird. <laughs> so it just made me think of that when you're talking now about, you know, she and I have I have I have heard of that. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but it makes me think of the people who go, I'm a werewolf. You just can't see yeah. my true form, right? Like, right, like they're I'm outside. A, hey, in, in the city I work, okay, get this. This is just a finding a city I, that I work in and it's one of the schools they have a litter box for one of the students in the bathroom this is how far I heard that was Canada I heard that was getting. fake bro I heard that was fake. no it, it's real I know no it's completely real in Canada it's in uh, one of the schools in um, a, a town called Woodstock um, it's real I know like I, a buddy's uh, sister works at the school and saw it and was like very bizarre and the, the things that they cater to nowadays, right? But so let's say that we are the reptilians, okay? Let's we say are that we we are the the greys and all this stuff. Now, yeah. I want to get into the Monroe Institute because Robert Monroe encountered a reptilian race during CIA interdimensional. Did he? I didn't know experiment. that. His book yeah. is fascinating. It's a little racist. So though. I tried the the tapes, the hemisync, and I mean, it's it's bro, it's meditation. It's, did it do it? Did you finally did anything? Yes. Yeah, I did. I did. If you, if you I've done Benero beat stuff, and it's no, no. But you do this, and then the you know you relax, and you start to home, and then you just mm-hmm. right, and then they're playing these beats, and it, it, it you feel it, bro. You feel it, okay? If you, I'm should, sure if, if you do it enough times. Send me that. I, I would. I'll forward it, it to you. So, closely monitoring the astral explorer's groundbreaking finding was the U.S. government one day in 1978. So mind, mind the date. Representatives from the Central Intelligence Agency contacted Monroe, high-ranking officials inviting him to, to join a highly classified military project. And it's funny because I've it's heard like accounts of Terrence McKenna. these deep underground military bases where they have alliances with reptilians, right? Do- and they have Dulce base. And they have Nephilim, and they have giants, and they have access to all these different things underground and military. You have the Collins Elite. Right, yeah. the secretive group that knows it's like a spiritual warfare type of thing. So they wanted to implement his mind expanding practice and attempts of sending soldiers into deep remote viewing sessions. Should subordinates succeed, America would have a huge advantage over Soviet enemies. Now, this is like how they have in Stranger Things where she's remote viewing the Russians mm-hmm. and all these and they're telling things. us that they're doing this. And that's why it disappointed me. We're like, of course, like stupid Terrence McKenna with his stupid voice and how he was part of the CIA. And I was like, cause I heard Alex Jones Allegedly. like making fun of him. And I was like, why is he making fun of Terrence McKenna? And then I looked it up. I was like, uh, yeah, he's part of the CIA. Probably. So <laughs> troops could be caps 
catapulted into past, present, and future timelines, or even the multiverse. Given Robert's extensive background, various patented applications, he was the perfect choice, right? You have the God helmet as well and all these different things. Oh, yeah. And so since those involved were opening portals to other dimensions, researchers aptly named the assigned assignment Gateway Process or Gateway Project. According to the Declassified, oh, yeah, yeah. the program is a, quote, training system designed to bring enhanced strength, focus, and coherence to the to the amplitude and frequency of brainwave output between the left and right hemispheres. That's cool. That so, you bring that up, so as to alter consciousness, moving it outside the physical sphere, so as to ultimately escape even the restrictions of space and time. The participant then gains access to various levels of intuitive knowledge the universe offers. So it's like again, this like John D and Edward Kelly were scrying and yeah. doing seances and entering uh, altered states of consciousness to talk to what entities on the other side. So that's what they were doing here. Now, detailed information about the nature of reality. Investigators ascertain we live in a holographic universe and waking life is a projected electromagnetic matrix. Experiments have, open portals to other dimensions where reptilian humanoids reside. So you did because i if you're ever fat like wanting to get into this down the road and do a full extensive episode because we were talking about doing project gateway or gateway project mm -hmm. like down the road even just because it's like fascinating and robert um and like his whole his book is is fascinating i've read pieces of it on the internet like years ago um but it's it's cool like i believe that the, the, we know the military and in the intelligence agencies were doing stuff like this oh 100%. eventually when i dive into mk ultra that shit's like it's so, so much to it, you can't even do episodes on it because it would take all day. To enter the unearthly realms, headphone donning voyagers sat in an isolated darkness while listening to various tones of specific hertz. Participants had no contact or communication with one another. After their journey was I finished, volunteers would report what they experienced with staff members. According to Robert, subjects would often encounter interdimensional entities. Most frequently witnessed were reptilian humanoids. Viewers referred to the uncanny creatures as alligators due to their crocodilian features. Curiously, Monroe was already quite familiar with the unsettling breed. During countless expeditions, he observed identical saurian creatures for over 35 years. The etheric investigator gathered insight about these startling beings. And supposedly, right, they exist on this other dimension. They feed off the louche, which is what Monroe called it. And negative low vibrational energy is essential to their survival. So they're kind of parasitic in nature and they are as smart or smarter than humans. Now, this would <laughs> allude to the idea that Ike is talking about. Mind you, this predated Ike, right? Because the. Yeah, yeah, 100% did. This predated he Ike. He really didn't start getting into this until the 90s. And check this out, bro, because there are CIA documents. And, and check this out. Look at, look at this little. Look at this little. It said homunculus. Little, I saw that. Yeah, he saw it, right? The, the, what? Yeah, bro, in your brain. So the cortex among Look the at that face that he drew. Yeah, bro. So they're talking about the nature of reality now. This is called... Whoa. So they're kind of doing um, astral projection in, yes. in some cases. Yes. Um, I should tell you... Like, let me tell you a little story. Just a quick, very quick story. My buddy, Brett, that I'm introducing to the show. Fascinating cat. He doesn't. He's never signed to a social media thing ever in his life. Never signed to anything on the internet. Uh, guy doesn't trust anything. His dad is... Uh, in his fifties and 
the most awake person I've ever met that is in that generation ever. He's constantly researching stuff. He's like, did you hear about this? And we're talking about like things like Phil Schneider and like reptilians and all this stuff. So Brett dated a Wiccan. Okay. They taught him how to astral project. And I believe this kid, like, and he went into an astral projection and he got through and was like walking around his house. And then he felt this, I like, heard this knocking at the door. And he was he like, he felt had this weird feeling and kept hearing this knocking, constantly knocking, knocking, wouldn't stop knocking. And then, um, which is crazy. He like woke up and his dad was like, who the fuck is at the door? And he was woke up out of this astral projection and his doorbell was ringing nonstop. And his dad opened the door and nobody was there. And the Wiccans, uh, the chick he was dating, his mother, uh, the, her mother was also like a Wiccan and super into witchcraft and stuff like that. And she told him that if he opened the door, he would have let something into his physical form that would have most likely taken him over. Isn't that fucking, I believe Brett, like he, this guy is no, like no type of dude. And he was like, it scared the living me and my dad and now he's like my dad heard he pretty much as soon as he put his door a hand on the door handle and went to open the door it stopped is that wild i got told recently to not have a welcome mat because you know that vampires oh, yeah. need to be welcomed in well if you have a welcome oh, give me mat, chills dude all, all the time you're inviting certain things into your house that could come in yeah. of, of their own i want to do an episode about psychic vampires because that's is like fascinating to me yeah, I, no, I believe, I believe in psychic like vampires 100 i believe i believe that should give me chills bro <laughs> so the idea that the government is interested in tapping into these other realms altered states of mm -hmm. consciousness and then maybe perhaps interacting with these reptilian beings on the other side who knows yeah. maybe carl sagan is cias at Maybe this other guy, McLean, right, with the R complex is also a part of, right? So to push this narrative, because, right, we have the dinosaur, 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 oid. Dinosaur, dinosaur, oid. Right? What a weird yeah. word, dinosaur, oid. Yeah. <laughs> so by this Dale Russell guy, and it talks about how the possible evolutionary path of this certain dinosaur. Now, I know some people don't believe in dinosaurs. Right, National Museum of Canada, bro. It's over in your neck of the woods. I know. That's the first dinosaur bone we're supposed to be discovered in Alberta, I think. Look at this guy, bro. He's slaying yeah. it, dog. He's slaying He does it. look like he's got swagger, though. So a think about it, bro. Swagger. Let's say that... Let's, let's just think outside the box. Let's say that there was these reptilian dinosaurs, because that's what they really were, right? They were, yeah, yeah. They were reptilians. And let's say that this cataclysm happened. They went underground. And what have they served? We know that there are entire ecosystems underground and there are entire yeah, forests, yeah, yeah. entire oceans, under oceans. The idea that maybe something evolved enough to become this thing. And this is In the one that they showed beings on. Too, there's like frog mm -hmm. creatures. I even yeah. said that in one of my hip hop. I was like, uh, you, you see features of a frog and stuff like that. Cause like, that's what people believe that they saw in some of this. It's fascinating. I got I got an interesting. If you want to dive into something more about how we're stuck in the prison, this is kind of interesting. Yeah, if go you ahead. Got, so the, I this, want to talk about next. I want to talk about the the reptile cult and and how oh, cool, okay. you know the snake delusion. worship and stuff. Yeah. No, no, the reptilian cult. The lady that it, oh. just go. You go. Okay. This dense physical world is caught in a manufactured time loop. 
in which time is a circle constantly repeating itself. Obviously, note the symbols of infinity is the snake swallowing its own tail, right? The pentagram in the five-pointed star, so prevalent in Satanism, is also a symbol of this unbroken time loop of the vibrational prism. This period we are now experiencing has therefore been played out. We are just at the point again in repeating the circle, like a rat running in these wheels in the cage constantly over and over again no matter how fast it runs it keeps covering the same ground what we need to do to break this time circle is thus in this prison we need to uh we are now part of the circle that is actually vulnerable uh, to the vibration and changes and supposedly like it, it makes sense in the whole like reincarnation stuff uh, of like getting and that supposedly i've heard about this that the reptilians have had a web over the world some sort of like Mm -hmm. some sort of web over the world some sort of energy web and then you get shot back down in your body each incarnation and they can have a food source quotations for infinity till as long as they want and this is interesting with a background in psychology arthur uh, author barbara hanclow clow whatever excels in the shamanic uh, cosmology and is an supposedly she's a storyteller technique that integrates supposedly like history legend and myth using her own internal guidance in the third volume of mind chronicles trilogy called the signet of atlantis she tackles the problem of the lizard race from her own perspective uh, she refers to the physical incarnation of this race on earth they the anunnaki they nevertheless have received a measure of control over this planet surface she writes most notably they have achieved the ability to to incarnate no longer will they have to persuade the people to build temples in order to link up their own control centers no longer will they have to require to channel uh to enter earth now they be can become humans themselves the various non-physical lizards creeping around the, the you know the um all these different places like the Baalbek are considered to be um, attracted to the idea of taking human form through this incarnation. She continues, they look forward to creating uh, fear more directly. Uh, these monsters are not uh, content to lumber around as fourth dimensional reptiles, occasionally eating up somebody. Uh, much more appealing to them is the idea of actually entering the third dimension in the 20th century, for example, actually becoming... Adolf Hitler, Charles Manson, Stephen King, and making the 20th century film that creates fear and the act of eating the night of the living dead. There's a lot of like, this was fascinating when I looked up this, cause this is like cool because of the cool in the way that like they're showing you stuff yeah. that is actually happening and feeding off your fear. They even openly show themselves and who they are in creating a movie or shows like V and other sci-fi themes of aliens and reptilians on earth, including the arrival they live an alien resurrection. It's fascinating because I, I I agree with her. If this is possible, then they're they're you know it's boring to exist on the outer realms. Imagine if you could just incarnate in somebody's body here, and they figured out how to do that and take over certain people's forms. Mm -hmm. You know, people throughout history. You know, influence the time, the place. Like my prime ministers, probably. <laughs> well, according to Gnostic cosmology the knowledge that the serpent gave to Eve and the reason that the, the demiurge, y'all debate author, whoever insert, yeah. insert whatever God there didn't want them to eat from that, that tree was because the knowledge that they would gain was that they were entrapped in a false matrix in this yeah. reality. 
and so and i think that's still existing even today with like the oculus and vr because they want to overlay a reality over our within a reality oh man so and this gets into the idea of i want to talk about the idea right so reality yeah and when people think about these theories you might think of schizophrenic person right there's I, i know a schizophrenic person and they tell me that these things talk to them and uh, these en- there's entities on the other side that talk to them they show uh, the one that i know about he, he talks about how they show him a, a screen and on that screen they they put stuff like memories of him of and they show him things now i don't know if they prophesize or anything to him but again that's just from the conversations that i've had and there is this thing called cap capgras delusion or capgras syndrome which is a psychotic disorder in which a person holds a delusion that a friend, spouse, parent, another close family member, or pet has been replaced by an identical imposter. Now, some people, right, as of recently, people have been talking about NPCs. Some people don't have an inner monologue. And this thing of there being interdimensional, shape-shifting reptilians that are, you know, have an imposter in their place, whatever it is. You have celebrities that are being cloned, right? This kind of thing. And people are believing these things. Now, this is where conspiracies get dangerous because, right, you're staring enough into the abyss and the abyss is going to start staring back into you. And this mindset can be dangerous, right? There is the Matrix case where this dude thought his family was out to get him and he... Uh, killed this family the matrix case like there was a dude who in 2000 i think it was 2005 and there's yeah, been someone numerous... shouted us out to cover that the one guy i can't remember his name that uh thought that his mother the, his priest or something was a reptilian so and then killed him this brings me to uh, and there's new there's numerous there's numerous rep, reptile murders if you want to refer to them as yeah, but yeah. the one i'm going to talk about is sherry shriner i don't know if you if you've ever uh, ha- stumbled across the bizarre story of Sherry Shiner's YouTube cult and the murder it inspired. So Sherry Shiner conspiracy theories about reptilians, aliens eventually led to a 2017 oh, murder I'm of definitely Stephen talking about this so by his girlfriend Barbara Rogers, and she was sentenced to she was sentenced to Whoa. June 10, 15 of 40 years in 2000. We don't know. We're just like debating 15, 40, maybe 50. <laughs> like it's such no, no, a no. big spin. Sentence June 10th to 15 to 40 years. Yeah, that's weird. In 2019, this is 2019. So the Sherry Shriner, right, uh, that was talking about supposedly she would talk about these reptilians. And so people call me a false prophet, says Shriner. Out of every four humans, only one is real. We are at a critical mass. So she's... Mind you, this is at the. I'm the covering I'm, this. The reason I'm oh. talking about this is because we're talking about how all these shows on Netflix are coming out, how to be a cult leader, right? And all these weird shows, right? They cover Dahmer a lot. They cover the yeah, yeah. Heaven's Gate cult. What's the one that they he? Oh yeah. Castrate <laughs> yeah, yeah. themselves. Yeah, we, we covered here. that. That it's fucked up. She had Marshall Applewhite, man. He believes like in all sorts of crazy. She had over 20,000 YouTube subscribers, all devoted to exposing shape-shifting politicians. I mean, that's not the first time we've ever heard about that. Nope. And Vice did a, par- a documentary on it that's, that's really good, The Devil You Know. Shriner eventually came to believe in the notion of a new world order. The conspiracy theory suggested that everyone from Queen Elizabeth II to Barack Obama were shape-shifting lizards whose alien overlords were hell-bent on world domination 
and had placed them in power to establish a one-world government. With YouTube and Facebook, Schreiner found a massive reach for her bizarre theories. In addition to self-published ebooks and YouTube videos, the self-described servant, prophet, ambassador, daughter, and messenger of the Most High God launched more than 10 websites like thewatcherfiles.com and orgonblaster.com, drawing in thousands of gullible devotees. We've been seeing it on a massive scale, said Schreiner in 2016. Celebrities, news announcers, even people in commercials. Everybody you see on TV, about 90% is a clone or a synthetic robotoid. One of her followers was Kelly Pingley, whom Schreiner convinced at 19 years old not to waste the last days on Earth with college and work as a transcriber for her aliens in the news radio show instead. Pingley was told the only true God was Yahuwah and took routine trips to New York to protest the New World Order. On December 28, 2012, Pingley was found dead from an overdose of 30 sleeping pills while wearing an orgone pendant. Orgone was a pseudoscientific substance Schreiner claimed could defeat clones and synthetic robotoids. After Pingley's death, Schreiner sold replicas of her pendant online. Schreiner claimed Pingley had been murdered by a NATO death squad for believing in Yahuwah and urged her followers to stay vigilant in the fight against world domination. She That's fascinating. That her- I'm definitely covering this whole case. That's fascinating. I didn't know about this. I'm surprised I didn't, actually. And again, I mean, aliens, reptilians, she's even got a... <laughs> A Bible quote in there. Very Ike-esque. Yeah, I had that in my notes, too, just just to allude and point towards, like, some of the, you know, the stuff to do with the New World Order and how it's just, like, you know. Sherry Schreiner's conspiracy theories about reptilian aliens eventually led to the 2017 murder of Stephen Mineo by his girlfriend, Barbara Rogers. Stephen Mineo and Barbara Rogers were satisfied members of Sherry Schreiner's online following, but things soured when Rogers published a trivial Facebook post about enjoying raw meat, and Schreiner began branding her as inhuman. There's only certain types of people who crave the raw meat because they crave blood, said Schreiner, those with the vampire demon in them. Mineo became convinced that Schreiner was a fraud and uploaded five videos between May 29th and July 1st, 2017, trying to expose her. Schreiner and her loyalists essentially cast the couple out and continued to label Rogers a vampire witch reptilian super soldier. On July 15, 2017, Mineo and Rogers went to a local bar and drank until 2 a.m. before returning to his apartment in Tobihanna. He took Rogers out back to shoot his gun in the woods. When they went back inside, he asked her to shoot him in the head. She admitted to shooting Mineo at his request, but said she didn't know the gun was loaded. She was offered a guilty plea deal for third-degree murder, which carried a sentence between 10 and 15 years, but turned it down. Meanwhile, Sherry Schreiner claimed online that Rogers had morphed her huge teeth out and revealed her inhuman shape before killing Mineo. She said Mineo hated me because I warned him she was going to destroy him, and she did. He just couldn't believe she would do that. You know, it's funny, the chick that I was reading like reading about and then I just kind of made the statements about her name was also Barbara. <laughs> just made it's a thing to do with Barbara's because she mentioned something about how it's called the World Management Team is what she calls it. They call themselves the New World Order. The World the Management Ashtar Team. The Ashtar Galactic not, Command. Yeah. yeah, we did an episode about Ashtar. That was fun, though. Because who? <laughs> but I don't know about Ashtar. Yeah, no, we, we covered that two times, didn't we? Yo, is that your yeah. end or my end? Are you getting a phone call? 
Ooh, they're listening yeah. in on us, bro. I'm hearing the... That's weird. So, yeah, so this lady, again, they they were part of this cult. They were both followers of Sherry Shriner. And let's see here, interview, being cult leader. I don't want a cult. You can turn on my video, turn it off. <laughs> you can turn on my podcast and turn it off. I don't have a list or membership rule. And so people who are at a certain frequency, in my opinion... That yeah. are not NPCs. I'm not saying that they're NPCs. I'm saying that they're of the NPC mindset. Okay. And by me saying that is that maybe they're more susceptible to programming by the masses. So, and that's why when people would ask me about like, hey, are you being serious? Like when I posted about pigeons being fake, a whole bunch of people hit me up. I'm like, yo, it's a joke. Yeah, but the joke. problem is that people can't discern between a joke in reality. No, they can't. No, they can't. And that's why we say so many outlandish stuff on my show, and we're, like, kidding. Like, Billy says some horrible shit. We're kidding. It's a joke, right? And that's why my whole motto now is, like, it, on the show was take nothing seriously. And I say that all the time because I'm like, whatever, if anyone wants to come back and try to cancel me or do anything like that, I'm like, I didn't mean anything. Take nothing seriously. I didn't mean anything I said. And that's the whole idea of people, yeah, they can't everyone is so hell-bent on being offended by everything, it blows my mind. Um, it's funny, because remember that reincarnation stuff? I was looking back in uh, this Barbara uh, Hand uh, Clow, um, and, and it's... Barbaras, too, right? The yeah, bar- it's, I was say, something weird with Barbaras, man. <laughs> Barbarella. Uh, Shout out to so, Barbara, Barbaras. <laughs> Barbara, I knew, the, oh, I knew one Barbara in my life in high school, and she was a loser like the the, the losers of mean, losers Tom. Come on, i know Tom. uh she, she was in this slow class i think um the the anunnaki selected women to have sex with so they could actually birth themselves into the incarnation <laughs> cycle of earth that is if that is true in any so you're like you like you manipulate someone to like um have sex it's supposed to be the, the something that never had occurred before according and uh prior to this time she contends that all sex is very natural easily managed electromagnetic fields of your physical bodies and the vibrations of the moon sun and planets flower through the kundalini channels kundalini and you were drawn to each other by planetary uh, affinities in your birth charts and merging was easy uh, and pleasurable. Sex with the Anunnaki was forced and unnatural. So many ways because of these few energies uh, like being affiliated, uh, it became, um, you became confused while the gods felt the Kundalini energy for the first time. They loved it. The male gods even had sex with a lot of others and few female goddesses once they found out what sex was like, what they felt it on earth. And that's what kind of plagues the idea of like it does allude to what the fuck is going on in our society now and the fact that so many people are so controlled by their sexual nature it is very bizarre considering where you see where our society is going and how many laws and legislations they are pushing to have everybody accept this mental delusion of being controlled by your root chakra, in my opinion. Uh, so you're, she, she writes, um, all the imbalances between men and women today come from um, an energetic imprint of incompa- uh, incompatible energy fusion from these ancient times. Your loathing for the reptiles also comes from this phase of your own evolution because the embodied Anunnaki were very reptilian and those Anunnaki were the ones that could mate with human females. And there's people, right? This idea that 
people like even my fiance's mom is terrified of snakes. So this idea that you actually take on fears from a past life or your ancestors and stuff like that. Fascinating though. Cause I like, who knows if that's true, but it's no, interesting. definitely. And so, you know, I know we've talked about some pretty dark stuff and there oh, is a solution yeah. according to David Icke. And the solution that he puts forth is that the only thing that'll overcome these things that'll liberate you from mm. these potential reptilians and the that they might come over and make you right commit a murder because you believe that you are reptilian or that somebody you know is a reptilian and they, they've been taken over is love right yeah we've always been taught about love because yeah. right how you're talking about these things want to birth themselves into incarnation well i've also heard that they're also jealous about us and our creativity yeah. and all these different things so i've heard that too so if i i can draw something from my mind onto a piece of paper i, I can draw fairly well right not everyone can um and so the, the I, I've always heard this idea is right. The, the, if I draw something just from my mind onto a piece of paper, they cannot do that, but they can take my drawing and manipulate it. Mm -hmm. and, and so, and that's why you see our society, how they can take things from humans and then manipulate it to there for their greed or everything. Even cause you're getting into this about like, cause I, this is the, almost the end of my notes is like, why is this spell continue? Obviously the shedding of blood through satanic ritual murders and wars replenish the energy that they supposedly feed on negative emotions like fear and hatred are another source of their so-called power. The reptilians manipulate from a lower fourth dimension, the so-called lower and astral frequencies, David Icke writes, and to control this planet, they have to keep the mass of humanity at or below the level and disconnected from anything higher. And that's why I don't believe in God. And, and I believe that there could be one almighty being that thought reality and creation. That's possible. Who knows? I've read the law of one. It's fascinating material. And, and so who knows about that? But I always say like, I pray to my higher self, whatever that is. I connect to people that are above this myself that ex exists beyond this reality. It must be very sad to be an atheist in this modern day age, but um, you know, crucial to maintain the, the human psyche is disconnect you're disconnecting your ignorance is easy, easy to manipulate low vibrational uh, frequencies and in emotion, fear, guilt, resentment, dislike of self and condemning others in which all like, and then they, they expresses all this fear. It's funny. Cause like, it makes me think just like, especially how far society has gotten and how there's certain groups of people that like hate everything about the world and hate everything about themselves. And they need to alter themselves in, in different ways to feel good. And it's, it's, uh, it makes me believe this stuff more that they're influencing culture and society and people to become so um, in like, just so encapsulated by their own self image and their own ego and stuff like that. And it's, you see it in society, people screaming at each other over mm -hmm. the littlest of differences and stuff. Divide and conquer is a very real thing. So I got a very fun thing to end this on. <laughs> just, you know, to uh, I want to end it with the idea of don't, you know, don't be a piece of crap. Treat each other well. Treat each other good. Love each other. Spread love and all these different things. And I think that if, according to this lore, if it is true, and there are yeah. these reptilian overlords that thrive off of fear, anxiety, and all these different things that we've seen throughout history with the with with wars and and all the bad things of the world, 
if yeah. we're able to come, you know, we have to start by coming together first. I agree. And loving each other before we can overcome those things. And if we're able to overcome that, agree. then therefore we would snuff out these reptilian overlords if they are metaphysical, if they are spiritual, whatever it is. Because one of my favorite Bible verses is it's not a, a war. Again, I'm paraphrasing a war of flesh and blood to a spiritual war, right? And the principalities yeah. of good and evil in the higher realms, et cetera, et cetera. So I think yeah, it's a spiritual Yeah, and I try to, get that, to show that to people. Because the karmatic laws of like that mm -hmm. were, if you just, I've always said this to people, this goes beyond. Because I, 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 I'm I, a victim of my own folly. I'm a hypocrite. Everyone, I think, is. And I scream yeah. on the internet about my, my opinion. It gets shared thousands of times and stuff like that. And people resonate with some of the shit that I say. But at the end of the day, as soon as I do mushrooms, I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. I want to delete all my accounts. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing this of like just giving my opinion out to the internet right but i always want to i always try to point to people that like we're agreeing to this stuff by them showing us all they're doing the world economic forum whoever it is reptilians the government we're agreeing to it by not doing anything and just sitting subservient to end this on very something fun but fucked up did you know jim jones is a reptilian the cult leader that made people drink the cyanide, the Kool-Aid, the flavor aid. So Jim Jones, the charismatic leader responsible for the Jonestown massacre in Guyana, which eventually we'll cover on the podcast. It's very deep. There's so much layers to it. I uh, was closely connected to the CIA through his life uh, and was a test strip, supposedly out of the way, for some of the implant and mind control techniques created or imported into the central R&D research and development facilities mm. under the Colorado's San <laughs> Lucis Valley. Weird. Trucks going off. Uh, CANE's investigative report on Jim Jones and his connections to the CIA which I have to bring this up when we cover him. Jones himself was a high-level uh, Shiraka, the one that I was talking about earlier, a winged reptilian from Orion, his home of these creatures. He, he was courted by both state and federal government leaders for his abilities and actually served in a number of different positions for various civil uh, civic leaders. He was described by some who knew him as having totally black eyes behind the dark sunglasses that he wore indoors uh, in outdoors. I wear my sunglasses because at it was night. Tweaking, bro. That's probably why. Yeah, they, yeah, that's what they think. Like Hitler shaking in that, and when he was yeah, at the Olympics bro. or whatever. So supposedly, guidance has never uh, let me say this publicly until now. But the wraparound dark sunglasses are the favorite of the reptilians here on Earth, since their eyesight is sensitive to the UV rays of our sunlight. Yes, when you look at many famous people, they're almost ambiguously always wearing dark wraparound sunglasses worn both in day and night and indoors and out, which is fine because you see celebrities at, at events and stuff like that and, mm -hmm. and, and, and all these like movie premieres and they're always wearing sunglasses. They're all, the lights are bright. Yeah, sure. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and understandable that those that do wear these type of glasses as well um, are probably reptilians wearing the sunglasses because of the energy fields and that people are able to pick up on him. Um, but weird, supposedly, yeah. And uh, th that's the same chick, Barbara Hand, uh, Clow or Clow or whatever says one of her books. Shout out to the Barbaras. Yeah, the Barbaras. Um, and that's supposed to be they wear uh, dark suits and it's blue ties, red ties. Look at the red ties have become an ambiguous thing around Washington, D.C. Supposed to be it's the resonate because colors, right? You, you've known, this, especially with your research and the symbolism and stuff, is colors mm -hmm. and freak, pick up on frequencies. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's fascinating. Right. I heard about him being a reptilian a long time ago, like years and years ago. And I was like, ah, that'd be 
something the funny to end it on because like if people are like he's wearing sunglasses he's hiding his, <laughs> his shape-shifting eyes you know yeah so again that was fun we we covered some of the aspects of the reptilians There's so much more not saying this is all of it no. It, this you know this is gonna be we might bring it up later on we might revisit it who knows but again, i just want to talk about it today because it's been hot topic in the media and yeah do you want to plug your stuff real quick again for the people at home where they can find you yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Um, even on my show, you can go back there now. I've I've changed the names where they're just like the main episodes. I mean, Juan used to run a series called Strange Ones, and um, a lot of the older episodes are on Patreon. So Patreon.com/slash Strange Woo Podcast. There's a bunch, and there's still tons of episodes on the main show of me and Juan doing a bunch of different fun episodes uh, when we first kind of first started this you know, podcasting game kind of thing, but, uh, uh, strange brew dot podcast on Instagram, help us beef up those numbers. We lost our original account. Um, I appreciate everyone subscribing on YouTube, strange Brew podcast, and then Twitter and stuff is strange brew cast, but you can find us anywhere. You find a podcast. We're also on rumble at strange Brew podcast, bit shoot, bit shoot is a weird thing with a bunch of racists, but it's fine. We did uh, I posted one of our episodes about the evil Nazis and oh man, Nazis came out of the woodwork to tell me how I was wrong. And it was wild. <laughs> I had to take it off because there were so Yikes. many people being like, yeah, it's bit shoot is a little different than all the other apps, but um, so, we're everywhere. You know, I appreciate you. If you subscribe, give us five star rating reviews. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. And, and for those listening to this, if you're listening to this on YouTube, it's the only place that, that it's going to be censored. So check yeah. it out on rumble or Rockfin or I don't, I don't think I, I will have be on Rockfin soon. I gotta set that wallet thing, but I will. I don't know if I have Bitshoot or not. Now that you, now that you brought it up, I'm I just use... did it because it was in case, and I was like very worried about YouTube censoring everything. Um, I will be on Rockfin soon. I'm like, I literally have just not made the wallet so I can get paid if we create content. I will be on there soon. Um, I gotta look back at my emails to get that guy's contact. I don't um, think I'll be on, on there soon. On Bitshoot. Yeah, I'm not. It was just in case. It was in case. (laughs) That's literally what it was. But I am on Odyssey and I am on Rumble, so check that out on there. And yeah, this was fun. This was fun. I enjoyed it. On the next one. Bye bye now.
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.